Rush. We are actually out in LA again, and um, literally on Melrose. We're hanging Live out. Live from Melrose. Live from Melrose. We were hanging out with Michael Fazzo, who yes. is um, a new collaborator, new partner in crime on issue six for the Culture Crush, and I'm <laughs> so excited. Um, so welcome. Thank you, thank <laughs> you. I'm happy to be here. <laughs> And uh, so, and you, I mean, you're up to so many things. You you work with brands, you do art directions, you do your own zine, which is incredible, which is, you just, uh, you're showing it to me right now called Deconstruct. So um, I want to hear all about that because we still have magazines at the Culture <laughs> Crush. And uh, so why don't you just tell us a little bit about, um, you know, how you got into this sort of world and where the sort of creative side uh, was born. Um, I guess it all really came from, my mom's worked at a skate shop since I was five, like a skate shop in the valley called Val Surf, which is pretty, <laughs> it's been there since 1962, so it's pretty legendary. So when I was little, like that was skateboarding heyday, like the mid 90s. So I used to be there all the time. So I guess that was really the first introduction to visuals, whether it's like decks, clothes, or skate videos. And then that was magazine heyday also, and CD heyday, so CD booklets are like, the coolest thing in the world to me. So what year was this? Last year? No. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, yeah. Somewhere between 95 and I know, like, wait, so to you, 95 is the heyday of magazines. Yeah, yeah, you're right, well, you're for, right, I you're mean, right. No, it no, it's like, true. That was Tower Records. Like, Tower yeah. Records was the coolest thing. Every birthday, all I get is, like, a little $20 gift card to Tower Records. Right. So. Well, I was at Italian Vogue at, in, the, in yeah. the, those days, <laughs> and that's when that magazine was also yeah, in the, we called it the golden year. So there you go. there, you're right. So I okay. wasn't as... Uh, I wasn't looking at Vogue then. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I was definitely looking at stuff and holding things and posters and Rolling Stone or whatever. Just tangible visuals were. What was the coolest scene then? What was, what did, were you like, oh my God, the new one? I remember, remember in those days, like, oh my God, the new one came out. I have to see it. I have to see it. Like, yeah. what was that? I had a subscription to Rolling Stone and I had Mad Magazine, but it was more, it was CD booklets. It was my zine whatever because I was like it was so specific you know I would because at that point I would like judge a CD based off just what it looked like obviously I'd hear about bands but I'm only child so I right. don't have like direct <laughs> you influence you didn't have an older brother no, or, yeah. no cousins nothing right. so I just like have to go off whatever I saw on the internet which at that point was the site artistdirect.net which would show like related bands so I'd like one band find it look it up see all this other stuff and then just judge it off the cd cover right and then the booklet right so all right in the cds they had those booklets because they were yeah. they were trying to make up for liner notes which was lost in the the from the vinyl age i mean yeah but i mean i i had a similar experience i i started collecting records seriously collecting records because i was inspired by blue note um, album design, okay, uh, yeah. album cover design, um, and uh, you know, read miles and all you know. So, and yeah. it really took me a while to be like, why don't I open one of these and, and listen to, and listen yeah. to it? I mean, No, I had my personal record collector from yeah, when I was yeah. a kid, but then I started, and yeah, so that shape and whatever. I mean, it's funny now there's Instagram, which is basically yeah, like square. that same square. exact. <laughs> but yeah, but like the there was like that whole sort of world, and we were all wondering like, what's gonna take that. Place, you know, and I think people are still trying to figure it out. Like, what's yeah. the what's the uh, full and total music experience? You know, yeah. we're in that moment where everyone's trying to figure it out. So yeah, exactly. All right, so okay, cool. So skate shop, and then 
<laughs> um, and then eventually, I guess in middle school, I found this website called Deviant Art, which was a, I guess, an early social network. Yep. Of it had like weird subcultures within it. There would be like anime people and like vector illustration people and three D abstract work. Da 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 da. So I got obsessed with that website, and I would try and make these. I was mostly into like weird three D abstract pieces. I guess it's kind of like an abstract painting. There was a site called Depthcore. That was like an Australian site that would do um, these packs. They'd release like they'd have all these artists, and they'd do like release like thirty different images from these weird people across the world. A lot of them are Australian. A lot of them are European. Very few are American. And they used to talk to them like on MSN Messenger and like IRC <laughs> chats and weird stuff. So that's when I really got into Photoshop with that and like games, like online games, like Counter-Strike, like making websites for like a, a Counter-Strike clan or a team or whatever. So that's where I got the name Deconstruct. It was like 2005. So how, how did that come about? Uh, I don't really know. I think I was like, I like this one guy that was named Struct, and then I like this other dude's art that was named Defect, and then I just like, I mean, I was 14 at the time, so I was just like copying shit. So right. <laughs> right. <laughs> it was okay. sort of a weird in-between. Um, so I did that, and that was my screen name, and then that was my Gmail, and then it's just stuck ever since. Since middle school? Yeah. Okay. Which is like <laughs> seventh, eighth grade. All right. That was like my last screen name I made, which I still have. And, so. you, that's, and you stuck to it. Yeah, okay. exactly. Cool, cool, cool. All right, so you got your name deconstruct, and that you decided to stick with it, and then now you're in high school, and then and then what happened? Uh, I started taking photos, just weirder photo. No, I really got into shoes, like sneaker sneaker culture, which is around the same time, like 2005. It was like ninth grade, and, uh, and then I started posting on like forms. There was like message boards, whatever. There's like sneaker ones. There's like Nike Talk and Soul Collector, and those are the two main ones. And between just taking photos, like I learned real quickly, like the nicer photo you take of a shoe, the more money you could get selling it. Like if you have a shitty photo, it's whatever. If you have a nice photo, you can get like a hundred bucks more. So I was like, okay. I already always liked photos. My mom took photos, like photos were just, it was cool. But that's when I was like, oh, there's a, there's a power to it. And then there was also this uh, thread. Wait, so you mean you could sell the picture for more? You could no, sell the sneaker the for more? No, just the shoe. But it was oh, like, so you you made a yeah because it you had like a little like oh nice photography. Is yeah, because it had like little <laughs> sections of the site like where you sell your shoes. Right. And like if you had better pictures, they would sell faster and for more money than even though it's the same product, whatever. Right. But a lot of these shoes are used and da da da. So at that time, I was like going to thrift stores a lot and finding all these shoes was when like Buffalo Exchange first opened. So you, what you're trying to say is that that was when you started to really think about photography and the yeah. power of it and how you could manipulate the objects and to try and like say something more about them than just like, here's a picture of the shoe. Yeah, or just kind of in a fucked up capitalist way, like a better picture, you get more money. Yeah, like, <laughs> right. I was trying to make it more artsy, yeah, but yeah. Yeah, but no, that's the reality <laughs> like, of no. it. But the artsier side, there was a whole thread called like, what did you wear today? Which is now like an Instagram, like hashtag outfit of the day. But it would basically be this thread and you would just post like your outfit. Right. So I would self-timer it, like take the photo by myself. Like, and it was like, oh, these shoes, these jeans, this shirt, da 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 da. Wait, what was the name of this? Was it one specific forum? There was a couple, there was like four main forums. There was Nike Talk, 
There was ISS, which was Soul Collector. There was Super Feature, which was more like fashion European. That's where like I first found out about like Rick Owens and all this stuff. Okay. It was like weirdo like Euros, pretty much. Weirdo Euros. Yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> and then there's this you one. You know, Rick Owens is from LA. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> His store's right next but to my such, house now. He's such a weirdo, though. He had to go to Europe. I mean, at Europe. that point, it was like it was such a specific person. Now it's like all rappers yeah. and this yeah. and that. But it was like it was a very specific type of person <laughs> that was wearing that. And then there's another form called Fifth Dimension, which was the coolest one to me, which was, it was very small, but it was all Japanese influenced most. Like okay. all the garments were Japanese, which is just copying American stuff better than Americans ever did it. Right. <laughs> so it was like between all these forms, I would like, I would kind of lurk all of them and see all these different styles that people from around the world were wearing. Cause obviously I was, fucking 14 in the valley you see the same thing every day right you see all these like oh this dude in australia this dude in tokyo this dude in belgium this dude in da 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 and see all this uh so it all really started from those threads okay and so it was more like photos and fashion i guess but it was still like weird i mean obviously i would go to school and then come home and then be on this little farm Okay, cool. What are you right. doing? <laughs> right. Talking yeah. to like kids in Japan. Yeah, like had like just internet sneakers. friends. Sneakers. Yeah, yeah, just like straight internet friends. Some I like ended up meeting in real life and it was cool and da da da. And my roommate actually now was like an internet kid too, which is funny. Yeah. It's like a new hit. He didn't live in LA, so like a new of Did him. you guys, so also you guys knew of each other from the sites? I definitely knew of him because he was like a, he had like, E-fame is what we called it back in the right. day. E-fame? Okay. E-fame. <laughs> he had E-fame because he was just, he was early on the, because at this point now, like, being cool on the internet is just being weird on the internet or, quote, unquote, being yourself, like, saying outlandish shit, like, shit that would be like, oh, you shouldn't, like, you would never say to someone in real life, like, oh, I like this porno or this, like, weird stuff. Right. But he was, he was always <laughs> on that, so he was like, Notable, I guess he had notoriety for being. He always saw the absurdist side of things. It sounds like yeah, Yeah. it was just very or just didn't care what anyone thought. So he was just super and was down to just post it all. Okay, and like gain a little personality from it and such. Right. Okay. Yeah. And then, um, so are are you? Do you guys do stuff together now? But then, then you went away to school and then you came back Mm -hmm. and you studied art or graphic design or what were you studying there? I did um, broadcast and electronic communication arts, which sounds really stupid, but it's kind of like- Podcasting? No. (laughs) It's kind of exactly what I do now. It's basically just electronic media. Right. Which was what I did before. Right. Just a photo and put it on the internet and that's electronic media. Okay. Um, But that I was very like, I didn't know anything and it was just like, oh, so I I had like a couple cool classes, but most of it was just, was whatever it right was like, okay it was just cool to be somewhere else yeah you know up in san francisco yeah yeah because all i wanted was a city right and new york was expensive right and i don't think there's any other cool cities new york la san francisco right. chicago's whacked me so yeah well <laughs> <laughs> who knows one day we might get into chicago but i've, I've never been so yeah i went once yeah <laughs> it was fun but just like i just wanted a major like 
city, like walk, not drive, da da da. Yeah. New York was the goal forever, for sure. That's a, I always wanted to live in. I still would live in New York for sure, but right. haven't made it. In. Well, you have to come visit the Culture Crush <laughs> homeworld for sure. Definitely, you know? definitely. Um, so okay, so then then what happened? Then you so then you came back to LA and started working with brands, or what was so what was the scene like when you got back here? Um, well, I didn't come back till 2013. I started really making zines and taking photos in San Francisco. Like, I always took photos, <clears throat> but then San Francisco, I started really shooting film again. Like, I shot film when I was little, when, like, there was just film. Right. You know, like, digital was rare. I played with digital cameras, and then San Francisco, there was, like, I guess it was, like, the hipstery thing where it was, like, yeah. film, da-da-da. But I was, like, 18, so... I like took my mom's old film camera and started doing a lot and I just had so many photos and then I eventually made a zine. So like th- that's what I wanted to ask. So what why did you say like oh I'm going to make my own zine? It's just because you loved them and like what made you want to do that, you know? I I guess cuz I came from it like in the opposite way. Like I mm-hmm. worked on I started off working on, you know, very established old, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, legacy media stuff so that's why I've now I'm so interested in zines and the sort of like very um because I feel like they're capturing what magazines were were meant to be to begin with which is this very sort of like quick ideas like really um more dynamic you know mm-hmm. um very like okay what's what's it about like how are we going to put it together like what stories are we going to tell rather than this very predetermined you know catalogy cataloginess I don't know I just made up that word that's sort of happened to it so yeah. it's interesting to hear from you like c- coming from that side um so that's yeah. a good story <laughs> yeah, <sorry>. <laughs> <laughs> so like I said I was like CD booklets I always had like an affinity for print so like my room was just covered in like magazine tear outs and posters and this and that and I was like books like photo books um and then I mentioned my mom worked at skate shop which I eventually that was like my first job so it was just like around a lot of visuals and then one time I was driving back up to SF with my old roommate and his brother this guy Tim Butcher rest in peace and he was um he was like a punk hardcore guy which was very intertwined with zines so he was making zines and like on our drive up we had to stop at Kinko's because he was getting a zine printed from this guy John who like who oh just God, super Kinkos. What yeah, would we have all done without yeah, Kinkos? Who was like super punk rock who basically worked at Kinkos, but he would like if you give him a zine, he would just print it for you and you just give him cash, like whatever, give him a hundred bucks. Yeah. It should, it should cost like two thousand dollars at Kinkos, but yeah. he was like, fuck it. Right. So that was when I was like, <laughs> it's not was punk like, to spend thousands. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. That's when I was like, oh shit, I can actually like here's a guy that can print it. Like so my friend's brother, like he was giving us zines and then he was really like, you can make this, like just give it to John, he'll do it right. for you. So it's like time I get a hundred zines, I give him like a hundred dollar bill. I thought it was like a lot of money. And right. then I realized like, oh shit, I should have paid <laughs> 10 times more for this. Yeah. So it was that point when I like actually had a print outlet to do it. So I printed like the first three or four zines with this guy John. Like, so what did you like? How off. basic was it? Was it just Photoshop or like how? What was the pro? Like how are you putting them together? Um, like what did you say? I'm gonna make a zine about what? Like what? Well, I just at this point I'd like just collected a lot of photos. Like I had photos and I would just put them on Tumblr. I put them on Facebook. Like I was just sharing them. And then I was like, fuck that! I don't want to print them. Like right. Because like, these so... photos are making like weird. 
I mean, it was hardcore, so it was like very like Xeroxy visuals. I was like, I have photos, I can do it. I don't even remember how I figured out you have to do it in InDesign, or it was probably Tim who showed me. I really don't even know. Um, so I just like put together these photos, and at this point, I'd already had a lot of like graphic design experience, mm -hmm. like very minimal, but enough where I could like I can make shit. Right. So I was like, oh, here's a cover, here's this, here's that. So after the first one, I was like, oh, okay. I learned like where the layout really works and like oh this is the back of this page and did it yeah <laughs> and like oh a double spread like make it cut <laughs> in the right. middle and did it uh so that was the first one um the first one was basically just all old photos like that I had and the second one was half old photos and then I took a few more photos like specifically in mind like I'm gonna make a zine I'm gonna make a zine da 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 so they were a little more like photo shooty because before that it was just like oh I'll be riding my bike take a photo I'm skating around take a photo da, da, right. it was like street snappy mm -hmm. and then it was like oh here's my friend Kyle like, right. wear this crazy clothes and let's go to my friend's prop shop and like hold all these AK-47s that are rubber but look real right right <laughs> <laughs> just to be provocative yeah, yeah or just to something fuck with shit. Yeah. you just wanted to it's fuck just with like, shit yeah exactly yeah. and it was just an outlet or using what's around me so. yeah okay um, so that's how they started so the first two were that, and then the third one got a little more, after that point I started taking photos like in mind, like, oh, I wanna print this, I wanna put this, this will be a story. But it was never too planned out, it was just like, there was a basic goal. Right. So the third one was cool, it started getting good, and then there was like a big break in between the fourth one, which is now. Right. <laughs> There's a lot, like a heat, like three, four year break. Right, because um, you're so what? So yes, yeah, so right now you're working with the you're the um, like art director of a brand. Uh, or yeah, tell well, us about that for the the marketing side. Cause marketing side, the brand. Like I don't art direct the clothes. I don't design. We have a whole design team, but just but for the communications. Stuff. Yeah, for the communications, which is back to the yeah the degree broadcast <laughs> right. and electronic yeah. communications. <laughs> so I do all the the photos of the presentation of the products we make essentially. Okay. For undefeated. Undefeated, which is, which is a store I used to take the bus to, like when I was back in 2005, right. back from the sneaker forums, which right. is one of the few stores in LA at that point that was like, that was a cool store. It was like Undefeated Stussy Union Supreme, like that was it, and those are the originals. So, right. So, how did you start um, working with them? I actually interned at the store. They opened a store in San Francisco, and like somehow managed to intern there. And then interned there for a long time. Finally got hired. And then I was planning. I was graduating, and I wanted to move back to LA. I didn't. I didn't really know what I wanted to do. I actually wanted to go to New York. I had a, bought a one-way ticket to New York. I was like, because I emailed all them. Like I met the previous art director. Like I met her in San Francisco, and she's like, oh, you should work with us in LA. Da 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 da. Because I told her I want to come back. I was like, oh, cool, and like I emailed, and I never got any response, and I was like, all right, fuck it, like I'm just going to New York. Right. So I had a one-way ticket, I was ready, and like the day before I came back to LA, like they hit me back, like, oh, you mean next week? And so I was oh, like, oh, no. shit. <laughs> so never went on that trip to New York. Oh, boy. <laughs> and then came back to LA, and I interned at the office for a long time, which was good and bad. It was like good experience, but I was also like, Ugh. Right. I'm like <laughs> doing all this and not getting any money. And <laughs> yeah. Interns. Whatever. That's a tough, that's a tough game. Yeah. yeah. But it worked out. Yeah. So 
and that was like 2013 so like coming up on so what do you do years. for them like camp campaigns photos yeah websites, i do all their social media all the social not media. really the website but yeah all the campaigns i do all the pr outreach and then just the person to person sort of in the field kind of stuff right like um yeah just trying relationships and things like yeah, that but yeah but it's it's all very natural it's not right and so you, it's like it's such a scene still so it's like and i'm really in it so so tell me what's the so tell me about the scene what's the scene <laughs> la streetwear la streetwear scene which is now instagram streetwear scene right so there's like different sex of it um but it's just i don't even know it's it's very natural it's just like friends of friends who do this who work there and do that and do these photos oh i made this t-shirt you made that t-shirt like oh there's an event at this store let's go to that store like it's very um it's very natural it's very organic um and i'm just that's just like who i hang out with right so it's like right it just works that it's like oh yeah undefeated like why don't you throw this party or why don't you do that da, da, da. okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean we're sort of having that little a little bit of that experience um on the culture crush side of things over in new york as well it's mm-hmm. just sort of um it's just been like yeah dropping by a shop and showing it to them and they're like oh my god we love this let's do something together uh, and the way that we started was very also very similar to Deconstruct. The mm. first issue was really a project, like a summer project that uh, had a lot of interns in the office who were, you know, really interested in all of my experiences in magazines. So I said, oh, well, let's, let's just do a fun project, you know, and we just did it in a couple of weeks. And a lot of it was with, um, you know, pictures that we just sort of had around. And so I could just show them how to put together stories and stuff. And that's, it was meant to just be a one-off and uh, Mm -hmm. it was just like 30 pages or something. And then, um, and then we were like, wait, wait, we should keep doing this actually. And then it just, it keeps like sort of evolving into um, what it's become now. And uh, so, so right so let's jump to now um i'm so excited that for you this this that you're doing the story for the next issue and uh you know we were introduced by miss tierney finster who is legend who starred in (laughs) issue five (laughs) and um she's writing for us as well and which i'm also really excited about and uh so yeah so we we spoke and then you i remember getting an email and you said uh I have this idea, and uh, it might be crazy. So if it's too crazy, <laughs> we don't have to do it. But you know, so why so tell us about the idea. Cause you're sort of, you're in the midst of doing it right now. It's yes. a, the story's not finished. We're not there yet. So it's like it's great to have this opportunity to talk to you, like the mid in the middle of it. You know, mm-hmm. so tell tell us about it. Uh, so I've been interested in the whole Heaven's Gate cults situation, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, which happened like in the mid late 90s um typical like weirdo cult um but they had a very interesting way they all killed themselves and yeah that it was a suicide cult yeah mass is a mass suicide cult because they believed that they were being rescued yeah they were going to leaving this were they the ones where the comet was coming by and they were going to be picked up or was that Maybe because yeah. they all they all they all had like a duffel bag and like five dollars and thirty three cents right. in their pocket to like get through the toll like heaven toll. Um, I don't even really know the specifics. It was more the visuals of that that like really right because they to kept me. that website and they still keep up that website. The website is up, but also they all wear the same outfit in their suicide, which is like sweatpants, this pair of Nike Decades 
which then probably looked a little weird, but now in this like cozy boy, like it's pretty fashion, like right. baggy sweatpants and like new Nikes. You right, know? it could be and like vetements for yeah, all exactly, we know. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and they had like a a shiny purple shroud over all of them and like bunk beds in a weird like San Diego house. Right. <laughs> so it's like that was crazy just visually. It's like because I mean it's fucked up, but they don't even like look dead because all you see is legs like and it just looks like comfortable it's like oh it's your friend that's and passed it, out and it sleeping. looks very styled yeah it looks very to our styled. eyes now exactly all black with like a purple shine yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah and then sweatpants and baggy and nikes that are like brand new so it's so crazy very strange <laughs> and the website is also really strange the one the fact that it's still up and then it's just I mean, there's definitely a fascination, like my generation, with like, oh, Internet 1.0, and they're for sure Internet 1.0, you know, right. like, which reminds me of like, when I first built websites, it was like GeoCities and Angel Fire and these weird like homestead or whatever, these weird like templates. I would like, oh, you can get this subdomain, you have a little pop up, but you can have a, a website. Right. Which is very like iframe with the links that like turn blue when you click it. And right. like, <laughs> yeah. You know, so. That was just the whole thing about it was just so strange to me. Right. But the purple is cool. I like the purple. So so <laughs> what are you gonna so what do you so this is your inspiration. Yeah. And so where are you taking us? What journey are we going on with you on this story? <laughs> um well I've always wanted to just flip that into a little more like I mean, I feel bad to like joke about it, but I mean they're everyone went willingly, so <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um but I always wanted to flip it because it's such a it's so funny to me how like fashion it is, even though they yeah. definitely didn't like that was not on their radar at all. Right. <laughs> but at this point, it's so fashion. So I was like, I wanted to make it just like extreme version of that. Like, oh, you want fashion? Like it's, it's super like glammed out. And right. Then, so if you were gonna do, do it now, how would what would it look like if it was gonna yeah. be done now? And then yeah. I also wanted to play on L.A., which is like, I'm from here. I'm from the Valley, um, and a lot of L.A. stuff is it's really funny to me like I participate in it but it's like the juices and the air one and the earth cafe and the green tea bubble with the coconut and like the beach and the taco truck it's like right. it's such what are a, they lining up outside here for what's that line I saw that I, I'm actually I don't know because is I, that the because for those cupcakes well that's a store Johnny cupcakes which is what the I was really <laughs> surprised they're actually still in business it was like a it was a streetwear brand from like Boston in like 2008 it was like silly shirts, but I'm surprised the store. I didn't even know the store was still open, let alone people would still wait in line. Right. So I have no idea what they're releasing, <laughs> right. but something. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, okay. Yeah. Back to the story. <laughs> right, okay. Yeah. So I just wanted to play on like um, the fashion esque element of it with the LA glam and then just almost like poking fun at all the I mean I go to Earth Cafe I go to Air One right, but like, right. it's like it's a, it's such a joke to me like every time I'm there it's like it's just the people watching you see there it's like it's right. crazy right and especially like if you're kind of from here and then you see the people that aren't and come and want to go it's like it's like such a stereotype they're trying to meet or whatever so it's like right. it's fun to participate but it's also fun to make fun of it well like you said about the uh, the stuff that you were doing for deconstruct it's like it's it's the, it's the issues like i don't ever go into the issues thinking like okay guys this is the theme everybody yeah. shoots something that has something to do with this theme it's like we just kind of like 
push everybody out and then see what comes back and then try to recognize like, okay, what's the pattern here? Because obviously, you know, it's you guys here and then I have, you know, there are other artists working in different places, Every, but it's the culture crush. So everybody's doing something yeah. that like they're passionate about. And there's definitely always, it's, the, the theme always shows itself because there's something in the air that like, yeah. you know, everybody's kind of reacting to or picking up on. And, and this time it seems like it's like everybody's sort of like really focusing on their own, like so, so wanting to show exactly what you just said, like the like the kind of absurdity of their own surroundings, whether yeah. it's, you know, Andre Wagner shooting in, in, in Bed-Stuy and you're, you know what I mean, what you're doing, what, mm -hmm. what Tierney and Nico are doing and a couple of other people. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of like, it's going to be a collection of these characters that's really sort of coming from everybody's like own personal culture. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Maybe that will be the theme. I don't know. We haven't decided yet. Yeah, no. <laughs> I mean, I'm the same with all the zines I make. I never planned. I just sort of, my whole like mantra of creative life seems to be like making something out of nothing. Right. <laughs> Even when like, especially when I shoot film, like when I get the photos back, I never like it at first. Me like, neither. I'm always ever. like, always I'm sure I'm I, so mad. I screwed it up this time. I yeah. shouldn't have done it like this. And I, I know when I look at the pictures the first time, that is exactly what I think. I'm mm. like, oh, I, I really blew it this time. There's nothing. Yeah. There's nothing. Exactly. I feel the same way every time. So it's always like, oh, but if you do like this and this and this, so that's like kind of the fun of it. Yeah. Um, which is a lot of the creative work I feel like I do. It's I know, isn't like, that interesting? It's like we ourselves take the picture, so we're the ones taking, it's like it's our work, and then, but it's, it like takes, it's almost like you have to go through a process of discovering it again. Yeah. Like you have to discover, you have to dig through the images and find the, like refine them or find them for the first time, I find. And that's why a lot of people are always like, Oh, show us the pictures, show us the pictures. I'm like, no, no, you gotta give me a second. You know, yeah, like yeah, I gotta yeah. I gotta digest them myself so yeah, that exactly. I can know even like what I'm showing you. So it's, yeah. it's weird. I mean, which is a heavy reflection of life and yeah. the, the <laughs> yeah. expectations of it, the yeah. good and the bad of expectations, yeah. <laughs> probably mostly the bad of it. Yeah. And just in the moment. Um, so what have you done so far in the story? Have you shot any of it yet? Or you're just, it's still in the planning stages? Um, it's still, it's, it's all been planning. Right. I have all the, <laughs> I have the purple fabric. Right. Okay. Great. <laughs> Step one. I yeah. have the model. I have the locations. But <clears throat> a lot of it's really just gonna come once it's like, we're in the car. We're going. It's like, oh, stop here. Do that. Da da da. Right. So I found the best stuff comes from that. Yeah. Like, definitely. Obviously, you need to plan a little, just like logistically, to make sure you get your shit done. But like, the organicness of stuff is like when everyone's like oh that side did it when the energy's flowing that's the yeah that's when the true essence comes yeah that's like fun the rawest i guess cool well i can't wait to see what you guys come up with um really looking forward to it uh do you want to tell us um before we wrap this up about uh i know that you and your roommate are sometimes get up to stuff or mm -hmm. You know some of the other work that you do besides working for the brand and besides all the scenes that you do you also you shoot for a lot of other magazines and you do you're doing so, so many projects with so many people it's mm -hmm. i don't know how you found the time but i'm really glad that you found the time <laughs> to do something for us <laughs> yeah um well my roommate uh this kid neek lurk um, he runs a brand now called Antisocial Social Club, which is I, it's just so interesting. It's a I great, just, it's a great name. Yeah, um, and it started as just him 
in his feelings, like drunk and sad last year, just on Instagram. He's a very, he's always like had output on the digital world. Like he's always right, you had, said that you were aware of him. Yeah, he he's, had always, he's had multiple brands. Right. Like, but this one, it was like, it was a particular time in his life where it was like certain moments and situations, and he would just, um, I don't even know how it started. It was really all on our couch in our apartment, but he would just do these like sayings, like these super like cryptic emo sayings, <laughs> right. but like in bright neon colors. Um, and he would just put them on Instagram. And then it's all really just the same him forever, which is just, like cars, food, and like Japanese porn and like emo-ness, but like all into one. But Nick has like a, Nick has an energy that's like very, He's very inspiring. Like when he gets excited, he gets everyone excited. It's like, no, we're doing this. That's done. Like that's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. Right. So it's like a like a magnetic kind of thing. Um, so it all started with that, and then it really started as like a photo blog that he would do. And so we just take all these photos. Everyone in my at our house, a lot of it like Tierney and Nico. They were there, and just other friends. So it started with that, and then so we work. I mean, we're we're roommates and we're close friends. So like. We'll do stuff from time to time, like, oh, let's take these photos, let's do this, let's make a video, let's do that. And at this point, he knows his brand is, like, big enough where he could really do whatever the fuck he wants. And it'll... I mean, he's always done whatever the fuck he wants. Right. But now it's like he could do whatever the fuck he wants and people are looking, like, actually looking. So is he selling that stuff? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Crazy stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He only sells on his website, which is, like, part of the allure. He doesn't wholesale to anyone. That's the way now, yeah. But, I mean, yeah, it's gotten... It's so funny because it comes from like this dark place, like him on the couch, like sad about this and that. And then you get like Kim Kardashian posting it like seven times in a row in New York Fashion Week, like with the hat and like actually writing like anti social social club exists that like some shit, like people pay like 300K for oh her to God. do. And we're just like, what? what? <laughs> like, like, what's going on? Like, oh, Kanye's wearing it, this, that. Oh, so boy. It's like, it's funny. Yeah. Um, yeah. How interesting that you guys are sitting here pulling all of these style strings i mean that's just how much the world has changed and you know me coming from again from the other side like coming from the sort of top from from the uh, the complete opposite experience it's uh, that's just for me it's a much more interesting place to be looking around for stuff like i always say like we're the the culture crush we're the prospectors you know so it's like you know it's really not that interesting anymore what's going on in paris like i don't know like i don't i'm not really like i'd rather rather hear what you guys are up to on the yeah, couch I mean, you know the thing is it's what's like, going on in your, your guys couch <laughs> it's like you know really mani- is manipulating yeah. the industry in a in a much more you know profound way than yeah. you know some couture show at dior because yeah. the thing nobody's is, wearing like, that no it's not that serious anymore and um trolling is kind of the new like every <laughs> everyone's just trolling like it's, it's all a fucking so that's what, joke. So you like, guys, you guys are trolling the, the fashion yeah. business. Like yes and no. I mean, it's all it all comes Yay. from. Like, <laughs> very, it all it all comes from like a very real place, especially Neek. Like every phrase he puts is like he could direct you to a specific like actual event, date, and time in his life. But and then it's also like he's fucking with people. But then it's also he's reached a point where like no one cares what it says. Like, just because of, like, Kim Kardashian and Kanye West and this, which is, like, weirder for him because it's, like, they don't give a fuck. Like, they just just want it because it's hype. Right. But it still all comes from a real place. So 
right. an interesting right. thing. But yeah, the. So I are mean, you the official photographer of the Antisocial Social Club? Uh, <laughs> I don't know if I'd say that, but just uh, in times and moments, right. you know, it's just like it's very like it, it's very organic. Nick's right. whole thing is yeah. just organic and natural, and everything's about a feeling. Right. So cool. if, it, if it feels right and it works right and it looks right, then yes. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. So, okay. So, yeah. I mean, we can, let's leave it for now. And um, cool. I'm so glad that we got a chance to sit down pre-story. And I'm sure we'll talk again once the pictures come in and yeah. uh, put together the issue. And um, that's the June issue. Issue six will be coming coming soon to a very cool yeah. Uh, store near you. <laughs> Perfect issue six in June. June. Six. Yeah. Gemini's. Right. 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 Gemini. Perfect. <laughs> okay, cool. So anyway, well, thanks for, you know, coming by. And I'm glad, so, so happy to have you as part of the, of the issue six team. So Thank you. look forward Thank to you. it. All right.